1: FM 104, Sunday Night Live with Louise Tye. Dumb's hit music station, f 104, Louise with you until one o'clock. I'm now joined by the director of Broken Law, Paddy Slattery. Hello, how are you? Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Ah, uh, my pleasure.
1: So for anyone who hasn't seen Broken Law, and they should at this stage, but if they haven't, how would you explain it to somebody?
0: It's a masterpiece, and if you haven't seen it by now, <laughs> you need to get your head checked. Totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a good. It's a. It's um. Let me see. It's a crime drama. I think. I think the way the distributors have been pitching it, it's kind of like um, Love Hate meets Intermission or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's a bit of crack.
1: It was in the works for a long time for you, though, wasn't it?
0: Oh my God, I had been writing uh, the first draft of that since 2009. Mm. Believe it or not. Well, see, I'd never made any films up to that point. So when I had written that script. I well, a first draft of it, I put it on a shelf and then I decided to go on a journey to actually learn how to make films and establish some kind of a a filmmaker network so Mm -hmm. I could find people who would want to make a film with me. Yeah,
1: because you've done a lot of short movies as well, haven't you?
0: I have. Over the last 10 years, yeah, myself and a few friends, we've, um, yeah, we've made maybe uh, it could be eight or nine short films i i would have produced short films for other friends as well and 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 yeah they, they were our education really and it mm. was that it was only maybe mid 2017 when i thought right i think i'm ready to make this feature uh let's give it a go
1: so you do think that break in between was needed almost to get the best out of it
0: oh my god absolutely yeah because yeah, i had so much to learn and not just I mean, I have a physical disability, I'm quadriplegic, mm-hmm. I use a wheelchair, and that's sort of insignificant, really, in, in in terms of my own life, but when you start to apply, you know, making a film, it's such a physical endeavor, as well mm-hmm. as a psychological one and a financial one, and I needed to know if I could physically do it, as well as um, psychologically do it, so... Yeah, you got to test yourself, and and making short films definitely tests you. And um, like making a feature film, then you know you're going to be shooting for about four consecutive weeks. So, you know, my biggest concern going into it was, will I have the health, will I have the strength um, to actually do it? So, yeah, it took a bit of training.
1: And was there much difference, because obviously you'd done the shorts, when you took on the feature film, was there any major differences, or was it pretty much the same, other than the the amount of time that it would need and the care that it would need?
0: Well, that's exactly it. It's like um, what's the difference between writing a short story and it a long story? <laughs> it's the very same process, but yeah. everything is bigger, uh, a lot more planning, a lot more preparation, and you know what? It's it's more costly as well. It's it's actually quite economic to make a short film nowadays Mm -hmm. um but but making a feature even our budget was like our budget was a hundred and fifty thousand. now to anyone that doesn't understand filmmaking they might think oh geez that sounds like a lot of money but in filmmaking terms it's a it's a shoestring budget and you know you're going to be begging stealing and borrowing in order to get what you want on screen kind of thing. Mm.
1: It must have been wonderful actually to get it finished and done before the pandemic sort of kicked in. Oh my
0: God. Well, you know, in hindsight, we were so lucky because yeah. we had we had it made and we premiered at the Dublin International Film Festival last February. And literally two weeks later, um, the place were being shut down, locked down and that. Mm. So we, we escaped by the skin of our teeth, that's for certain.
1: And now it's on Netflix as well. So people have no,
0: yeah.
1: you know, no um, reason why they shouldn't go and watch it.
0: Yeah. Well, well to be honest, last year, actually, we we had a, a cinema release in Ireland. And that was the dream come true for me. That was the goal for me because, like, mm. the filmmakers I grew up and loved and admired all my life, I mean, there was always that dream of having your movie in a cinema where audiences could, could come mm-hmm. buy popcorn and watch your movie. That was... That was the goal, and and we did that last year. And of course, Breakout Pictures, our distributors, they put it in almost every cinema in Ireland. Mm. And suddenly we were locked down, and we had to pull the film. And mm. oh, that, that was a bit of a disaster. Now, that, I have to admit, that was a, a bitter sweet sort of pill to swallow. But um, but you know what? The, the next Netflix deal then came down the line, and it sort of because I think a lot of people had Netflix prior to the pandemic anyway it just felt more natural and more um, more convenient for us to be able to watch movies on Netflix during the lockdown.
1: I must ask you, how did you feel to see it up on the big screen?
0: Honestly, it's a dream come true. It mm-hmm. really is. I, I sit there, and actually I went to a few screenings where people didn't know who I was, and you're just sitting there anonymously amongst uh, an audience watching your movie, and you kind of have to pinch yourself, you know, because... It is a little bit surreal. If you spend so many years imagining it and working toward it and it eventually happens after so long, mm-hmm. you actually have to ask yourself, am I dreaming? Is it real? And it took so long for all that madness to sink in. It was, it was bizarre.
1: Must be actually a really nice experience to go and not and people not know who you are and just get genuine reactions around you. Yeah.
0: Honest to God, and we went to one particular screen in in the IFI, I think it was, mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe, because Broken Law is, is quite, um, I, I guess as you would call it sort of a, a, a lads movie, you know, it's more very masculine, and, you know, it's like love-hate, you know, it's very mm-hmm. few um, female characters in it. But I was surprised to see, I'd say 90% of the audience were women in the IFI, and they were laughing in places. <laughs> where uh, you wouldn't expect audience to laugh. And I was thinking, I was just surprised because, yeah. um, you know, you think certain demographics of your audience might not appreciate your film. Mm-hmm. Then you go in and that sort of tears up the whole script. And um, yeah, it was a, an eye-opening experience, that's for certain.
1: Nice little surprise too, I'm sure. Yeah. And absolutely. it's been nominated for five IFTAs.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's mad, isn't it? That's
1: pretty exciting.
0: It is, it's kind of crazy because um, you and I were saying there, like you were asking, was it like a cherry on top <laughs> And a, in, in a way it kind of is, but we've been, I, I genuinely didn't expect that. It's so easy for me to say it, but I, I genuinely didn't didn't expect that recognition um, because Broken Law had already been punching above its weight anyway over the last year with the Netflix deal and the cinema deal and all this kind of stuff. And, and it felt like we were the sort of David versus Goliath up against the, the financial heavyweights in the industry so mm-hmm. to get that recognition from IFTA it was it was a real honor it, it really was it was like the industry sitting up and taking note of what we did and that was th- that felt really good personally
1: I can imagine so that takes place on July 4th so not too long to go
0: yeah, my God. Am I getting, I know I was going to say I should get a speech ready. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't get ahead of myself, you know.
1: Well, there's no harm in having, you know, notes just in case. <laughs>
0: yeah, my notes will con- consist of this. Do not swear... Do do not blubber and and try and speak clearly because I have a bog Irish accent and no one will understand me.
1: (laughs) I don't think at that stage anyone would mind. To be fair, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously this has done really well, but have you kind of looked? Have you moved on to the next one?
0: I have, yeah. I mean, I again the timing of this lockdown was so good for me because you know after the whole roller coaster of making the film and promoting it and releasing it. There's a sort of a downtime, a down period where you want to sort of reassess where you are mm. and plan for your next one, and so that's what I've been doing during lockdown. I've been sort of sculpting away at the next script for the for the next feature. So, yeah, I'm really excited now.
1: Exciting! So we just have to keep our eyes out for it soon, hopefully. Um. Well, soon. <laughs> Soonish.
0: Fingers crossed. Yeah. Oh my
1: God. Paddy, thank you so much for joining us, and best of luck on July the fourth.
0: Ah, my pleasure. And uh, yeah, keeping the fingers and toes crossed.
1: Everything's crossed. Everything's crossed. And anyone who hasn't seen it yet, go watch Broken Law on Netflix. Thanks so much, Paddy.
0: Ah, my pleasure, Louise. (laughs) FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise
1: Tai.